I'll just put it this way. Las Vegas appears to love the Big 12, and we love the Big 12. So I guess that means we love Vegas, right? I mean, we love Vegas already, but now we really love Vegas. This is Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site where your independent Big 12 digital media outlet, and it's great to be here with you for another week. So uh, I saw some odds come out, and I wrote about it on the website, but some odds came out here on um, uh, South Point. South Point, Las Vegas, put out some odds for the upcoming college football season for some of the biggest games. And as you would expect, um, you know, some of the non-conference Big 12 games made the list. Uh, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Texas, Louisiana, non-Big 12 games, Notre Dame, Florida State, um, you know, Alabama, Miami, games like that, right? So they all made the cut for spreads already put out there for the college football season. So obviously I'm looking at this and I'm interested in the Big 12 games and seeing, okay, what do they think of the conference? Uh, Who's going to be favored in what game? Uh, What is this going to look like? I know it's early, but you know what? I am a, um, a nerd, okay? I'm a nerd. This is what I like doing in May, thinking about college football. What do you want me to tell you? All right. But anyway, uh, I looked at the Big 12 and I thought to myself, okay, first off, the Big 12 is favored in every game in the non-conference as far as I can tell based on this list. The Big 12 games that show up here on this list, Texas is a nine-point favorite over Louisiana. Um, You've got Iowa State as a seven-point favorite over Iowa. That shocked me. I'm going to be honest. That one totally caught me off guard. I did not, not, not shocked. I thought it'd be three, four, maybe five points. I didn't think it'd be a full touchdown. Now, I haven't done a full deep dive on the Iowa yet, but still, I mean, Matt Campbell has yet to beat Iowa. That's a game he's got to get over the hump on, especially if they're serious about college football playoff contention. I thought it'd be three points in the low end, Five points on the high end. I was dead wrong on that, just thinking out loud. Texas is a three-point favorite over Arkansas. That same weekend, by the way, September the 11th. And then I keep going down the list, and I see West Virginia is a five-point favorite over Virginia Tech. And, I mean, the Mountaineers are middle-of-the-pack Big 12 team. Uh, You've got Oklahoma, 19-point favorite over Nebraska. And I hope. With that stunt Nebraska tried to pull this offseason, trying to bail out of the OU game. I mean, just a pathetic embarrassment. I I hope that OU hammers the Cornhuskers to the tune of, you know, five touchdowns type of deal. That's what I'm hoping for. That 19 points is going to be easy money, I think, come September 18th based on the shenanigans that um, the Cornhuskers attempted during this offseason. It's just embarrassing. All right? You got Oklahoma State, a four-point favorite over Boise State, and that's where the run of non-conference Big 12 games ends. So right out of the gates, and this is not every Big 12 game. I don't know what the, let's say, Kansas State-Stanford line is going to look like at Jury World in September, but I'm just saying some of the biggest Big 12 games, the lines are out, and the Big 12 is favored in every single one. And that's why I'm looking at this season, and I'm like, okay, um, This conference is not just at the top really good with Oklahoma and Iowa State. You also look at it and you say to yourself, it's really deep as well. 
And that's why you've got the situation where you look around the league and you say, okay, no wonder all these games they're favored in. I mean, that's not shocking at all. And then you also take this uh, off of last month's news where the ESPN uh, football power index rankings came out and there were three Big 12 teams in the top 10. Oklahoma at two, Iowa State at four, Oklahoma State came in at nine. But what was more impressive than that was that the ESPN FPI schedule came out and it had nine of 10 Big 12 teams in the top 15 in the country in strength of schedule. Only Oklahoma was not in there, and that's obvious because the Oklahoma Sooners can't go out there and play themselves anyway. So that makes complete sense. Uh, But when you compare this to the other conferences, the Big 12 has nine teams in the top 15 for strength of schedule per ESPN's football power index. The SEC has six of the top 15. The Big 10, the ACC, and the Pac-12 have zero. It is Big 12 with nine. It is SEC with six. It is everybody else with zero. And that's why, you know, I don't want to relitigate last week's show, but I will bring it up here briefly. That's why this discussion around, you know, the Big 12 is vulnerable and the conference may never get to where it was. And, man, oh, man, it's never going to be what it was in the heyday of the late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, man, the Big 12 is just never going to get its head on straight. Football drives the ship. We know that. And the Big 12 is in a very good position right now to capitalize. This could be the year Oklahoma, I believe, if you're asking me to predict somebody, gets over the hump and at least gets to a college football playoff championship game. Maybe someone else will surprise. Uh, And you just have things that are very cohesive right now in this conference. I heard... Uh, other talking heads on the fall Paul Feinbaum show. I almost called him Fall Pinebaum, although that's probably more appropriate. I think I'll just ca- start calling him Fall Pinebaum. I mean, he's kind of a goober anyway. But uh, on the Fall Pinebaum show, he uh, was talking to somebody, and I forget who it was, one of the national talking heads, one of the national writers, and they were like, yeah, it's time for the SEC and the Big Ten to drop the uh, drop the divisions and just, you know, one versus two, and the Big 12's doing it the right way. And I'm like, whoa. How about a slow clap for the Big 12, huh? How's that sound to you? Can I get a slow clap for the Big 12, who's been doing it right now for half a decade? And finally, the rest of these conferences are waking up and, and saying, oh, I guess, yeah, I guess that makes some sense. Yeah, I guess, you know, there is value there. And uh, just having one versus two. The divisions are an antiquated way to do this, especially when, uh, you know, the SEC, all right, the SEC East at the top, at least, is pretty darn good, typically Georgia, Florida, but the SEC West as a whole is still far superior. The Big Ten West is a joke, like Nebraska, Wisconsin, Minnesota, compared to the Big Ten East of Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State. So just do one versus two. The Big 12 has been doing it right, and no one's been giving them any credit for it for the most part. And now uh, it looks like they're starting to do it. Now, I don't know. Maybe the SEC doesn't want to do it. Maybe Alabama's like, or, or I should say, like the Big 10, they're more likely to do this because they're the Big 10. Ohio State may be like, no, 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 no. I don't want to have to beat, let's say, 
a Michigan twice or a Penn State twice. I'd rather just go there and play the Minnesota Gophers in the Big Ten Championship game or Wisconsin for the 15th time and blow them out 50 nothing, or, uh, you know, whoever it might be. I, it's, it's, it's comical. But um, I do wonder if some of these other conferences will be hesitant to do it that way and do it the right way, the way the Big 12 does it, because, well, you know, I mean, things are pretty good. Like, things are in pretty good shape, so uh, why mess with something that's working for Ohio State, let's say, right? Ohio State might get tripped up in that uh, Big Ten championship game. So, hey, they don't want to go down the road of having to worry about um, playing actually the second-best team in the conference twice. They wouldn't like that. But I'm just glad, and not that anyone's going to be writing any pieces anytime soon about how smart the Big 12 was to do it the right way and get ahead of the curve, but uh, I will push back on the continuing notion that somehow this conference is susceptible. It doesn't know what it's doing. It's fractured. I, I'm, I'm just not buying it right now. I'm not. This conference has been as healthy as it's been in in a very long time. And by the way, some other news and notes uh, from the spreads that were released. Oklahoma, a nine-point favorite over Texas in the Red River rivalry. And at the end of the season, um, let's see here. End of the season. I saw this. I don't want to lose it. Oh, Oklahoma, a five-point favorite over Iowa State in that uh, big matchup on Saturday, September 20th. Obviously, all this will change based on how the season goes, but it's kind of interesting to at least see where the thoughts are for Las Vegas early on. And Vegas wasn't built on losing money. They know what they're doing here. And Bedlam, by the way, uh, where was Bedlam? Oklahoma, an 11-point favorite over Oklahoma State in Bedlam. That is Saturday, November 27th. So these are out. You can see them all up on the website at heartlandcollegesports.com. And it's not every game in the Big 12. It's just some of the key games that were put up there. But you factor that in with the way that this conference is shaping up from a strength of schedule perspective, and everything's, everything's looking good. Everything is looking up. I am pumped up for this season, and we have got so much content right now on the website that you don't want to be missing out on. Uh, We're also doing some baseball things as well this week. So if you're a Big 12 baseball fan, you're following the Big 12 tournament down there in Oklahoma City, we'll have some written content. Not much on the podcast, but we'll have plenty of written content for you as well. Our guy Derek Duke is going to be writing a lot uh, this week about the Big 12 baseball tournament. So, and after this, obviously, it's football 24-7, 365. Got media days in mid-July. We'll be there. I'm already fired up for that. I can't wait. Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. We got much more coming your way next right here on the show. And before we continue on the show, I do want to take a second out to ask you guys if you can take a moment either now or right after the show to leave me a rating and a review on iTunes or Spotify. It helps us tremendously keep building this show, and that's why my thank you. It's my way of saying thanks to send us, or we'll send you, I should say, a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. Yes, a koozie with our logo on it for you when you leave us a rating and a review on this show. Summer's right around the corner. We'll help you keep the beer cold. Heartland College Sports koozie that you can only get, by the way, by leaving that rating and review on this podcast. We appreciate you guys. And uh, then send me a screenshot of it, of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. That's M-U-N-D-O. Thanks, guys. 
Well, some interesting things took place this week when it comes to the Big 12 and possibly its future on the TV side. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It's good to be with you here for another week. So uh, if you missed it, pretty big news. Now, it probably didn't get the attention it should have. We reported it on heartlandcollegesports.com, which you should be checking out. But uh, ESPN and Fox declined early TV negotiations with the Big 12 Conference. So here's what happened. According to the Lubbock Avalanche Journal, the Big 12 reached out to ESPN, reached out to Fox and said, hey, guys, you know, we got a 13-year TV deal. It ends in 2025. And what do you want to do? We'd love to extend this deal. The Big 12 likes ESPN. The Big 12 likes Fox. Uh, do you guys want to work on a deal? I know it's, it's you know, four years away. But what do you think? Let's get something done. You guys down for that? You guys up for it? What do you say here? Well, uh, the TV network said, eh, thanks, but no thanks. Now, that's to be expected, right? What is the leverage for the Big 12? I mean, they're going to go run to NBC. Uh, where are you going to go? CBS? Uh, I mean, there's only one place. ESPN Fox works out very well. I wouldn't want the Big 12 to be stuck with CBS where, you know, you get one game a week on big CBS and everything else is like maybe on CBS Sports Network or a streaming service. So you're going to go to Amazon. I know the NFL's dabbling there. I, that doesn't make a lot of sense for an entire package. I, I wouldn't want to see that. ESPN and Fox are still the best bets for the Big 12. As much as I knock them, it's the, it's the best place to be right now. So the leverage for the Big 12 is slim to none. Uh, you're not going to go anywhere else. There's nowhere else really to go on that front, right? So the Big 12 had no leverage, but it's like anything else in life, okay? Whether it's asking out a girl, asking out a guy, uh, whatever it is. You can ask. The worst you're going to get told is no. It's the old saying, old cliche. The worst they're going to tell you is no. So that's what the Big 12 decided to do. The Big 12 said, hey, we're going to ask. And then if they say no, they say no. And, you know, that's life. It's okay. We're going to get through it. We'll live. All right? And that's apparently what happened. So the report says the TV partners were not yet ready to discuss an extension beyond the current deal. Uh, The message was, uh, that was the message the Big 12 presidents, chancellors, and athletic directors heard on a Zoom call on Monday with a media consulting group that it enlisted months ago, this according to the president of Texas Tech. Now, should the Big 12 be concerned about this? I wouldn't be right now. I I, I wouldn't sit here and be concerned about this, per se. I wouldn't be losing any sleep over it. Uh, But the reality is the Big 12 doesn't have the most amount of leverage. The dominoes have to fall in the college sports landscape, most notably, of course, driven by college football. That's the main driver of all this. And that's what the Big 12 is dealing with right now as well. So this is not something that I'm I'm sitting here shocked at, upset at, disappointed at. It's kind of knowing what we knew. It's knowing that, hey, you know what's going to happen here? The, the cards have to play out. I imagine the Big Ten SEC deals will get done first. I mean, that makes the most sense. Whether we like it or not, they are the ones that are running the ship. All right? They're the ones that are um, the drivers here behind the entire college football landscape. 
So once those deals get done, and I believe the Big Ten deal is up in 2023, so they're going to be done first. So that'll be taken care of, and then we'll have a better idea as to what exactly goes on moving forward. But uh, we'll have a a better idea here before long what exactly this means. But I wouldn't sit here right now as a Big 12 fan and go, oh, my goodness, this is all going to be horrible, and oh, this is terrible. No, I'm, I'm not thinking that way right now. I'm not. And I say this as a Big 12 guy that obviously is always concerned about what the future holds for the conference and, and does believe uh, that, you know, the Big 12 could be poached by somebody. All right? But I'm not sitting here worried about it at this point in time. I'm not. And I would suggest that you don't either. It, it's going to be A-OK. There's going to be time to figure this out. All right? There will be. I promise you. I promise you. Elsewhere around the Big 12 Conference, um, I don't know if you saw this, but I really believe that Bobby Bowden, the former Florida State head coach. Now, you might be saying, whoa, 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 Pete, why are you talking about Bobby Bowden? All right. Well, Bobby Bowden had some interesting comments to 247 Sports about his time coaching the Seminoles, right? And if you don't know, FSU, Florida State, was independent until joining the ACC in 1991. The SEC was interested, and Florida State ended up going to the ACC. Bobby Bowden was asked whether or not that's what he wanted at the time. And Bowden told 247 Sports, quote, they did want us, meaning the SEC. They did invite us to join the SEC. Everybody thought that we would join. In fact, that I thought I thought that we would, but our administration, the president, and some others wanted the ACC, which really was better for us. It would have been hard wading through that SEC. Too many good teams in there, boy. Oh, gosh. Oh, that would have been some great ball. That's from Bobby Bowden. Now, I hope that Oklahoma fans, I'm not going to say the administration because I don't know what they're thinking, but I hear from a lot of OU fans all the time, SEC, let's go to the SEC. Screw it. We're going to the SEC. Sick of the Big 12. Let's go. SEC West. Why? Like, why would you want that? Uh, You want to go year in, year out with Alabama in your, not just conference, division? I think that's a recipe for winning national championships? I'm not saying Oklahoma can't beat Alabama. I think they could. I think they'd go toe-to-toe with them, especially with the team that they have this year and the team that Alabama has this year. But you're telling me right now that you want to go and uh, deal with that? I wouldn't. I have no interest in bothering with that. First off, you got a conference that you basically own, as I've said many times over. you got a conference you have complete control over right now on the football field until Texas gets its act together. And some of you might be saying, if you're an Iowa State fan, whoa, don't forget about us. Iowa State can compete for the Big 12 title this year. No doubt in my mind. Do I think Iowa State is year in, year out going to be a Big 12 title contender? I do not. Iowa State, if they are in contention for a Big 12 title every three to four years, that's an amazing achievement for Iowa State. Amazing. This year's different. Last year's different. I know. You'll say we'll have done it for two straight years. Okay, this may be a magical two-year run. Um, If Iowa State's in the Big 12 mix every three to four years, that's a massive achievement. And that's a big achievement basically for everybody in the Big 12 outside of Oklahoma and Texas. Oklahoma and Texas, based on their resources and their brands, should be competing for a Big 12 championship 
and in that hunt every season. If everybody else in the Big 12 uh, conference is in the conversation and in that hunt in November, once every, let's say, three years, that's a success for those programs. That is. Why would the Big 12 give that up to go be in the SEC West? Why? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Unless ESPN or Fox, which they may try to do. I mean, I wouldn't put anything past the TV networks. Unless they basically go behind uh, the back of everybody and go to OU. Hey, hey, OU, join the SEC. Ton of money. We can get more money for you. We can get more money for the conference. You can stick it to Texas. Unless that's on the agenda, I don't see why. At this point, they would bother to go out there and say, yeah, you know what I need to do? You know what I want to do? I want to go out there, and I want to, you know, blow up the Big 12. They got a good deal in the Big 12. There's no reason to be doing that. There's no reason to be messing around with that at this point in time. Until somebody makes you do it, I don't see why you'd bother going out there and saying to yourself, I want to blow up this conference. I don't get it. And don't kid yourself. If Oklahoma leaves, the Big 12 is no longer a Power 5. All right. I mean, I guess maybe Texas could anchor. Uh, maybe. But at that point, Texas may say, I'm done, too. I'm going elsewhere. I don't know what that looks like, but they may just say, screw it. We're done. All right. So uh, there's a lot, a lot of power, obviously, for Oklahoma and Texas. But I just don't see what the incentives would be at this point in time. I don't. But hold your hat, man, because this conversation is going to be picking up now the next couple of years. And it's the offseason, so now's the time to do it and talk about it as much as we can. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is our Big 12 website. Go sign up for our free message boards, by the way, if you're not on there. Final thoughts on the show coming up next. Boy, our friends at Pro Football Focus are at it again, huh? Final few minutes, I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site. It's great to be here with you for another week. My goodness, they keep flying by, don't they? That means we're getting closer to the season, which I can't wait for. I can't wait. All right, so Pro Football Focus does its whole deal where it ranks the top 25. And remember, pro football focus, I hate to keep ragging on them, but hey, when you're putting together garbage like this, you got to be called out for it, all right? There's no other way to do it. Profootballfocus.com is the site, by the way. They put together their top 25 teams ahead of the 2021 college football season. And here's what they had. They had Oklahoma at number five. I mean, find me teams that are better than OU right now. Maybe Alabama. Maybe Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia. I mean, three of those teams ahead of them lose their starting quarterback. Okay, Oklahoma's got back Spencer Rattler, Heisman favorite, defense like it hasn't had in a decade. And you're going to tell me that that's the number uh, five team in the country? Not the biggest disrespect factor here in the top 25 for the Big 12, but certainly not a good start. Number 17, you've got the Texas Longhorns on this list. Number 17, the second highest ranked team in the Big 12 is Texas at 17. To me, that's too high. You don't know who your quarterback is. Um, yes, you've got a start running back in Bijan Robinson. Some questions on the defensive side. Steve Sarkeesian, year one. I, the second highest ranked team in the Big 12. Sure, the talent's there. The talent's always there. 
Like, I'm all about um, when it comes to Texas. Like, I want them to be good. I've said it a million times over for years. It's good for the Big 12 when Texas is good. But uh, please, please, when it comes to giving them the benefit of the doubt, I just I can't do it right now, especially when you got a quarterback battle going on. Come on. At number 20, you've got Oklahoma State. The Oklahoma State Cowboys are at number 20. And um, maybe they're a fringe top 15 team. I think they're a top 25 team. So this, I don't mind Oklahoma State at number 20. I think that's actually pretty accurate. Now, you're probably like, okay, you've ripped off three Big 12 teams. You haven't talked about the Iowa State Cyclones, the team that is returning the bulk of its stars that was in the Big 12 championship game last year, that has a head coach that just turned down $70 million from the Detroit Lions, that loves Iowa State, that is building a program, that has a really good team, possibly a top 10 team, possibly a college football playoff contending team. And the Iowa State Cyclones in the pro football focus preseason top 25 rankings come in at number 21. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not kidding you. Not they got Iowa State as number 21 in their preseason pro football focus top 25 teams. How is that possible? This team is going to be in the AP poll top 10. And maybe you're like, AP poll is a bunch of meaningless writers who don't watch anything. What is this based on? They return nearly everybody that made it to the Big 12 title game last year. That doesn't mean they're going to be in the Big 12 title again this year. But they've got them fourth in the Big 12 and 21st in the nation. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, uh, what am I missing? And by the way, how is it that Iowa is ranked ninth in the country in this preseason top 25, yet Iowa State is number 21, yet as um, you may have seen this week, Iowa State is right now a seven-point favorite over Iowa for their September matchup in the early spreads that are out there in Las Vegas. So Vegas, which was built on winning money, Vegas wasn't built on losing money. Las Vegas has Iowa State as a seven-point favorite over the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yet, now we've got ourselves a situation where uh, Iowa's number nine in the pro football focus preseason rankings and Iowa State's number 21? It's crazy. That's completely crazy. Pro Football Focus um, also had these other Big 12 teams, and they were not ranked in the top 25. TCU at 31, West Virginia at 47, Kansas State at 60, Baylor at 74, Texas Tech at 78, Kansas at 117. TCU, to me, will be a top 25 team when all is said and done. West Virginia will be a top 30 to 35 team when all is said and done. The other four, I don't know. I mean, K-State's got questions. Baylor, obviously, 2-7 and seven last year. But Baylor could be the surprise, at least in terms of what the expectations are. I'm not saying they're a top 15, top 20 team, but based on the low expectations, they could be the surprise that maybe people think going to win four games. Could they pull off seven or eight? Not impossible at all. Not impossible at all. I think uh, Texas Tech and KU have themselves a very, very big uphill climb, although – Tell you what, that guy Tyler Shuck at quarterback, the Oregon transfer for Texas Tech, I mean, my goodness, the amount of hype I keep seeing around him, if he lives up to it, if he lives up to a fraction of it, then things might look drastically different than we expect in the Big 12 and in Lubbock 
this year. No doubt about that. Things are going to look drastically different. Could look drastically different in the Big 12 if that is how things shake out. So, Pro Football Focus doing what it does best, looking like complete fools. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It's good to be back with you guys and here for another week. Have a good Memorial Day weekend and and try to remember uh, between all the barbecuing and beer what this weekend is really about, honoring the men and women who died for this country. I mean, that's uh, nothing bigger than this weekend from that standpoint. So do try to take a moment out and and be appreciative of that. We all need to be in the greatest country in the history of mankind. And also leave us a rating and review on this podcast. We've got a free Heartland College Sports Koozie waiting for you when you leave me a rating and a review, iTunes, Spotify, and then send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. It helps us tremendously beat all the big dogs in the podcasting space, and you guys are the ones who make it happen. Thanks so much. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you soon.